0: You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Tebow Dudonis and J.J. Du. And all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Break with Coach Carly here on the Stag Sports Network podcast channel. J.J. Duke here with you. And I'm joined, of course, by Coach Carly herself. Now, this is kind of one of those where we actually get to talk about basketball as opposed <laughs> to the last time and the first time that we did this. Um, it was just about, well, what's the season going to be like, coach? We're three games in. Um, where are we right now, as opposed to just we know we're one and two, but where are we right now?
1: Yeah, I th- we're taking steps in the right direction every single game. Um, obviously, the 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 win at Brown was really big. <clears throat> um, had a lot of really good performances throughout the the game, and then uh, Penn State's obviously a, a different type of an opponent, um, and we hung with them for three quarters, um, and we learned a lot about ourselves in that in that process and in that game through some adversity, um, and I thought we made huge strides um, going into the Yale game from that. Uh, We fell short, and and there's a lot to clean up and a lot to learn and improve on, Um, but I think these are the the type of games that we need to get us ready for conference play.
0: Uh, Most definitely is coach just said games against brown penn state yale in the book we'll talk about those we'll talk about the upcoming home games as the leo d mahoney arena finally gets Kristen. we get to play basketball inside of theirs for those that are listening we are recording on the wednesday before the first home game and all the videos have just come out the images have just come out i cannot wait and one of the People that have been waiting for a long time to play basketball back on campus is sitting also in the room with us. Callie Cavanaugh, the recent MAC player of the week. Callie, hey. thanks for uh, joining us.
2: Thank you guys for having me.
0: Oh, of course. And I mean, this has been a, a pretty sensational last uh, eight or nine days of basketball for you. The 36 points right from the jump. Is that something that you're just like, Yeah, I'll I'll take that if I ever get one of those opportunities.
2: Oh, of course. I mean, I've been waiting for an opportunity like this since I started playing college basketball, and uh, I think this will be my year.
0: Love that. And I know a lot of social media posts have been going out about you, about the work that you've put in, about just getting up, grinding, hitting the gym early. Carly, I know you to- you spoke very highly of Callie in our previous episode. I-, I think this is one of those that it's not only just job well done, it's job that we've known that's been coming and she deserves everything that's been going for her uh, so far.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've said it a million times. I'm so proud of Callie and she's like the epitome of what it looks like to work when no one's watching. Um, and and then it's so cool to see that pay off like there's no such thing as kind of an overnight success and Callie's the perfect example of that she's she's worked I'm sure much longer than even I've been there but since I've I've been in Fairfield and um, been coaching her she's she's done nothing but do extra and and work on her game
0: and that big night was that first game so we go back now to November the 7th away in Providence against Brown Carly this is obviously for you this was your first game as the head coach of this group um i know obviously a lot of work has been going in was went into that build up and you know what was the mood in the team like because i know there's always that first game nerves the excitement the Jitters possibly, Brown, obviously a team that, as we spoke in our last episode, they basically just got a year older, didn't really mm-hmm. graduate all that many players. I know they didn't have the best of days against Fairfield last season down here, but so they were looking for a little something out of that game as well. But what was the team like going into that game?
1: You know, I think I, I was really proud of, of Callie and, and Dre and Iza. I thought they did a great job of bringing some of that kind of senior leadership and experience. Um, and I thought we came out ready. Uh, I think the biggest thing for us was just trying to figure out you know, and with a lot of new people and new roles of um, of some different times and different moments to score, but I thought our team did a great job of putting Cali in, in good positions to score um, and playing together. Um, and I thought they did a great job of kind of attacking Brown's zone. Um, again, that's a lot of a lot of experience on the floor that, that got her in, in great positions to get the basketball. Um, and then somebody like Dre, who made, you know, huge defensive rebounds and defensive plays down the stretch to, to end up winning the game. But the mood was awesome afterwards. And, and while I know there was a lot about, you know, my first win, for me, it was just so much fun for us as a team um, to get our first win together and, and hopefully first of many.
0: And I guess on the same side as a player for you, someone that's had experience, someone that brings that senior leadership mentality what were the girls discussing in and amongst and getting ready for the game obviously going through warm-ups were you guys just like kind of chomping at the bit ready to go was there a little bit of nervous energy in that game
2: i mean we played on brown last year we knew what what they were capable of we knew they were going to come out in that zone and i mean we just looked at a lot of film of what we beat them to last year and we knew we were going to get a lot of shots like they weren't going to come out um of the paint but um I think we were really locked in into scout and I think that's what helped us uh, get the win.
0: Yeah. And when we're talking about that zone, obviously you got a lot of early touches, high post baseline, which I know that's kind of your bread and butter hitting that 10 to 15 foot jump shot of yours. But um, when that, everything starts clicking there what did you see the adjustments that they made to try and even stop that because let's be candid here for a a minute the first quarter basically everything was going your guys way set the tone early and they had to do a lot of things just to get their way back into that one
2: um I mean we we saw a couple double teams Mm -hmm. here and there um I mean coach really emphasizes you know in and out getting the ball to three-point line and then kicking it right back in so when I faced double teams I was looking for my guards on the perimeter
0: One of the things that was kind of new for fans, new for myself, looking at this group for the first time, a much faster tempo offense. I know, Carly, you did allude to that a little bit, that we're going to see a bit more up-down, a bit more individual creativity with the group. Um how much work went into, well, I mean, we know how much work went into it, but how much in terms of the execution that you saw from that faster tempo, we know there's going to be a little risk reward that goes into it at times, but were you happy with how the group came out of the blocks with this new or newer style of play?
1: Yeah, I think we're still kind of growing into it. Um, You know, I think that's still an adjustment mm-hmm. for our guards, especially to push without looking for play calls and things like that. And so that's a, that's a daily um, growth process for, for them especially. But Um, I think the biggest thing now as we kind of are three games in is we we still want to push that pace um, and kind of figure out our rotations with that as well as being able to take care of the ball uh, at that pace. So those are kind of some focuses for us going forward as we want to keep playing in space and, and some of our transition offenses are most efficient ways to score. But now we've got to do it um, with some poise and, and making the right reads.
0: And we've got two new, kind of well, not new, but they're newer to the offense, ball handlers, Mimi and Janelle. I know you spoke about Janelle, the start that she's had. Mimi looked very sharp from the get-go as well. It seemed like it was a very seamless transition for her into this offense. And they're two very dynamic guards that have a little bit of differences into their style of play, but how do you see they kind of worked with each other in that first game or at least the first early stage of that game to just get kind of the nerves out of the way of playing with each other for the first time as starters.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that the cool thing about them is like you mentioned, they're both good ball handlers, so it allows us to play a little bit faster as far as having multiple outlets. If you know someone's crowding or or denying Nelly, you can you can outlet it to Mimi or, or really Isa as well. Um all three can handle the ball. So that that allows us to play at that faster pace. Um and then the, the both of them are, are really good defenders. Um and, and I think Nelly just showed that especially in the last game against Yale um what she can do defensively. And so the two two of them, um, allow us a lot of ability to pressure people, bother people. Um, and I think that that they're just going to keep getting better. I think Nellie's finally kind of turned a corner here against Yale and it's going to be the only, the beginning for her. Um, and Mimi is another one like Callie that really works on her game. Um, she's in the gym, she's constantly getting better and she hasn't shot the ball as well as we know she can to start the year, but I think she's, she, she kind of finally saw one go down against Yale. And so I think she's going to keep getting better as those two get kind of Game management experience. They haven't had to manage a game in a way that you know Rachel Hakes did sure. last year. So I think they're only going to keep getting better.
0: And actually, that's an interesting point, Callie, with seeing how that first game transpired, and we'll go through the other games in a moment as well. The team had to. You're they're not backed into a corner, but they had to have that resiliency. Brown made that run late on in the third quarter, early into the fourth quarter. This was a situation that neither of those guards really have had obviously you've been on the floor in a few of those instances but how did you see they respond in that first game because obviously the team made the run late down the stretch and it's, it's a group it's not just obviously you knocking down all those shots getting to the free throw line as well but they obviously had to do their job
2: I knew when Mimi and Nellie stepped foot here on campus that they're going to be very skilled and they had what it takes you know they just never had the platform mm. and now that I get to play with them on the court they definitely took charge um in that brown game
0: yeah what is it like with having these two uh, guards on the floor at the same time working with you guys in the system
2: lots of energy yeah um especially Nellie she's gonna go out there she's going to be that person that probably everyone hates because she's so good at defense <laughs> yeah and um you know Mimi she brings a lot to the table as well she's a very skilled fast guard that I think will you'll see a lot more from her this year
0: love that Post game, obviously, yes, we are going to talk about the scenes in the locker room, electric afterwards, (laughs) the water bottles, everything going. I mean, is it almost just relief at that point to get the first one out of the way? Obviously, you played the first game, get the first win on the road as well, which is you're always going to take a road win no matter what, Carly, for you. I mean, just kind of take a deep breath and say, yep, job done.
1: No, I mean honestly I've I've preached a lot with this team of staying in the moment. Okay. Um and, and taking it one game at a time and so one practice at a time, one day at a time. So you really wanna when you have those moments, you wanna enjoy them. Um and I thought our team really did that. Um and and you don't want to look too far ahead or too far behind. So I, I think for us we just stayed in the moment and then you know, the next day you turn the page and, and get ready for Penn State.
0: Well the emotions were definitely there. <laughs> I loved all the energy and you guys just absolutely Did the job there that night. Now we go forward to Penn State. I know, obviously, this is a much different scenario, playing in a a proper big arena against a Power 5 school. Different style of play to some extent. Um, I know it wasn't the easiest of games on the road, Carly, but at the same time, where were some of the positives that a team like Fairfield can take away from this?
1: Well, I love how we responded. Obviously, we, we kind of came out uh, on our heels in the first quarter, but I love how we responded in the second quarter and made a run. And truly, in the second and third quarter, it was a single-digit game. Um, and so I, I loved our response. Um, our, I loved our ability to, to kind of respond to adversity. That's something we've talked about you know, since the summer um and so you know I, again I, I lean on our, le- our senior leaders at that mm. moment um we did a nice job but we kind of changed up defenses we um kind of kept them on their heels and, ma- and you know made them call a couple of timeouts um and so i was i was really proud of our response when they made a couple of big runs
0: that they did and isa along with yourself had a very solid performance and we talk about the kind of change in the guard play now a little bit of a different mix with some of the, uh, the bigs as well, but easy obviously can handle the ball, but what's it like been working with her, um, you know, a transfer coming in first year at the program?
2: Um, When I first heard, uh, or when I first, uh, when Iza first told me she committed here, I was very excited. Mm. She brings a lot to the table, especially senior, senior leadership. And she has so many years to go, so I'm sure she'll uh, add a lot to this program. But, She's that person on the court you can definitely lean on when, you know, when you want to hang your head, when you don't want to like, she, she's going to be there to lift me up every single time.
0: It's one of those interesting ones where you have, obviously you bring in young players season after season, but having an established player, someone that's been through the mill a few times comes into a new group. How is she integrated within this team?
2: Um, you know, she offers a lot to us off the court. That's the great thing about Isa. She's not only going to give it every day on the court, but she's going to, you know, be that friend, be that energy giver off the court, you know, really bring the team together.
0: And she also has that international experience as well, playing with Moza, uh, at the Brazilian youth national team as well. Mm-hmm. So how much has that kind of changed the system, or maybe what can she bring from that experience to help this Fairfield team?
2: Um, I would say, I mean, just like you said, the experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she's going to be a leader every single day. So,
0: gotcha. No, it's going to be fun to having, you know, seeing her in person because obviously we've been watching on video and love to see what she can bring to the table. Again, we'll talk about the upcoming games very, very soon. Now, Carly, I know one thing that has been trending a little bit that I know obviously coming with the newer system and some things that will be going, you know, worked on continuously throughout the year was the turnover game. And I know the 27 is not a number that any team wants to see. Mm-hmm. It's one of those eight we accept and just move forward. But one of the, some of the things that you guys took from that film that can be adjusted and reworked to make sure that doesn't happen again especially yeah. at that volume yeah
1: i mean they, they pressed the entire game um and i think that 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 got the better of us especially uh mid to or early to mid fourth quarter um and you kind of saw a flurry of those turnovers that that's where the, the game turned into a, a double digit game for or a digit, double digit lead for them um so i think for us we've talked a lot about Playing with pace, but with poise. Um, And so, you know, our individual coaches have done a great job of watching film and and breaking that down for our players. Um, And a lot of it, again, is just that's what that's what Penn State does. They rely on turning you over and playing in transition. Um, And at the end, we I think, you know, us playing being a little bit tired and and all that got got the best of us. But that's something that we're going to continue to focus on um, going forward and in practice.
0: Another trend that we saw carry into the next game, which again, I know that's one of those Mm -hmm. early season bits, um, slower starts, same thing happened at Yale. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that... (laughs) It's difficult because I can't speak as a former player, but is that one of those that it's just it has to be talked about? And once it gets clicking, it goes. When you start out of the gates a little bit faster,
1: I think so. I mean, I think for us, again, we're we're talking about a lot of people in different roles, and, sure. and, and t- truthfully, against Yale, you know, and you watch the the film back, is we got really good looks in yep. the first quarter, and they just didn't go down. We we had a bunch of looks at the rim. Uh, you know, I would take all of Callie's shots again. She got, she got look good, really good looks from 15 feet that I know she's going to make all year long. So you know, you don't bat an eye about that. Um, and then i think part of it is a little bit of a new system a little bit more freedom um where now you're 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 making more reads versus you know a to b b to c um and so there are some kind of getting into that this the flow of that as well as continuing to get experience again nelly starting off the game and being able to get looks at the rim um so i think that's just going to keep getting better as again with experience and with experience in the system Um, and and I think our biggest takeaway from that was just being able to to finish some layups at the rim, and and to your point we talked about with Penn State is is taking care of the ball a little bit better.
0: The one thing, Callie, that I did love seeing this group, though, the aggression to get to the hole and get fouled because you guys got plenty of trips to the free throw line that Mm -hmm. game, and you also knocked down a lot of free throws as Mm -hmm. well. Janelle was key. Uh, Brooke Tatarian was key Mm -hmm. as well. You had your trips there. Um, Is that something that was kind of expected in the scout against Yale that you had a chance to – go hard to the hole and make things happen
2: oh yeah 100 percent um the coaches emphasized all week that Yale's going to be an aggressive team you know they're going to they're going to not let you get the ball they're going to be scrapping they're going to probably have over 20 fouls so we were well aware of what was going to happen and I think we took advantage of that and especially Brooke Brooke went in there got rebounds went right back up knowing she was going to um get contact and uh yeah
0: that's a new name for a lot of people, Brooke Tatarian. For you, as a as a teammate of her, how happy were you of her to take that opportunity that she got on Monday?
2: Uh, well deserved by Brooke. She works hard every single. She is on the ground every <laughs> single day in practice. She I don't think there's a day she goes without being on the ground. So she she works hard. She she plays her role. She is a good cutter, good rebounder. She she does what she does.
0: And on the same side for you, Carly, I mean, it has to be happy to see one of those players, again, opportunity presented themselves, but also she capitalized on, I mean, clutch free throws down the stretch to keep the group in the game, especially as it looked like Yale wanted to start pulling away, but they couldn't because she stepped up and made the most of it.
1: Yeah. We talked about that after the game is that I think each game we've had somebody different step up um, in a different role. And that's, that's a great thing about our team is that, you know, against Brown, I thought Anna Eng stepped up. Um, You know, I thought Lauren Beach stepped up. She guarded their best player who, who averaged double figures last year and, in Lauren beach and with the help of some other guards and Mimi and Nellie held that kid to 0 for 11. Um, and then, you know, you see, even though obviously the Penn state game didn't go our way, McKenna Marissa didn't attempt a three point shot and that's what she does. So I think those guys have stepped up. Um, and then, and then to see Brooke step up, we knew, we knew against Yale, their team to Callie's point was going to be aggressive. She's a really good cutter um, and she's a good rebounder. She's, she's active on the board. So I think each game we're going to see a different name kind of, you know, contribute in a positive way
0: I mean a lot of people obviously happy to see those players play a lot of people are happy to see just the group kind of feed off of each other because the thing that I've enjoyed in watching back all the games thus far is the energy that the bench brings as well you know keeping everybody fired up but then it's not just there it's also being brought out into the court and it lifts everybody but also the standards don't really drop as well so for both of you guys I'm curious um, how much do you feed off of each other and then knowing that hey anybody can call on at a different point and Things are going to pretty much stay the same, maybe even tick a little bit better.
2: I mean, Coach has really emphasized this past week, you know, she always says the team, the team, the team, <laughs> mm. which means like, you know, we all rely on one another. And, you know, you can't win a game with just five people. It takes everyone included on the bench, whatever whatever your role is. So I think we do a good job at making sure, like you said, whoever's coming off that bench is going in and
1: doing something.
0: She's listening, <laughs> listening to everything that you're saying, yeah?
1: No, I mean, it, it's it is it's what we've emphasized a lot, and it's we're, I think we've grown um, in that area, and I, I made mention after our Yale game um, that it was probably our best week as far as the bench being prepared um, in practice and, and ready to contribute in different ways, and um, you never know when it's going to be your moment to step up, and, and whether or not you know, the, every single person on the bench plays or not like they play a huge role on our team, um, to prepare, prepare us every single day and to keep getting better and be ready when, when your name is called. So, um, I think our team's done a great job of, of, um, growing in that area and, and taking that to heart.
0: Love that. So that is our kind of recap of this team being on the road. And now for the first time in a long time, I actually had to go back and look to see the last time that Fairfield women's basketball played a home game with fans. On campus, you got to go back to March seven of two thousand and twenty. Callie Kavanaugh, how fired up are you <laughs> to actually be, be playing back on this campus with you know the student body being able to just take a three minute walk down to Leo D Mahoney Arena?
2: Well, I know Carly just got here and she's excited, <laughs> but I've yeah. been waiting much much longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think ever since I've been recruited here, I've been uh, waiting for this arena. I mean, we are like thrilled to have this brand new beautiful arena on campus you know have that home court advantage that student atmosphere that we know we've been lacking we've been having cardboard cutouts (laughs) for who knows how long and then we had to go to Bridgeport and play there which you know was nice it's a nice arena but it's just not the same so this has been a, a long time coming and I know our teams are very excited our coaching staff is very excited and uh we want to come in this friday with a with a win
0: i mean i literally got chills when the video came out and we're again we're recording on the wednesday before the friday game so this all came out on tuesday and seeing the images for the first time the last time i was in there was august and it was still very much you know beams were there you could start (laughs) to see the bowl but like now it's real it's gonna be ready <laughs> it, it, well, it's ready it's like <laughs> we're, in August you're yeah. like oh my
1: gosh they got a long ways to go yeah. but they've, they've done a great job I mean for you as well because
0: you got deceived even earlier than all of us when you came on here first on campus in April and now it's like yeah this is happening now and it's it's kind of weird because it's yours <laughs> it's yours in the sense that it's a new building that you get to make the first impression on as a coach you as players get to make the first impression on is it it's an almost kind of anxiety to an extent?
1: No, I mean, oh, it's okay. so exciting. It's it's. I think our, our team is prepared well for this, and I think that the message that we'll continue to have is we played really hard against Yale, and that's going to be a team that this town and the student body is going to be really excited to, to come watch if you play that hard every single night. Um, I think three minutes is, is even a stretch at times. Like You can walk over from the dining hall and be there in 90 seconds. Yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome for our students to come and, and have a, a home – advantage um, in the arena so they've made it an, an awesome environment i think there's there's not a bad seat in the house um and it's going to be somewhere that we want to build it's really hard for teams to come in and play against
0: i mean i was building in 90 seconds for checking your phone yeah, you got to open I mean, up you, the ticket app and it's all that awesome.
1: <laughs> like from the the recplex and the, the yeah. dining hall it'll take you no time at all so there's no excuses for students not to show up
0: no excuses i know actually there's a, a pretty sweet uh student vip ticket package available as well so mm-hmm. make sure to check on that and blow up joe capucci's email and phone <laughs> number he's our guy that's handling all the tickets yes, doing please. a great job there um we got to talk about it now so here we go opening night fairfield home opener i should say fairfield v stonehill um the team i've actually seen a yeah. lot over the years because division two out of the ne10 watched them play against new haven a number of times good program yeah. um trisha's obviously done an amazing job Cheers. being consistent i think it's 40 consecutive years of making playoffs in their mm-hmm. conference sermon which is i mean that's a run that you have to appreciate but they're a young team in the sense of they don't have many players that have played obviously games against d1 opponents occasionally they've gotten in so they brought in a transfer maddie loader who's mm-hmm. done some nice things emily bermanti always ran the show in that league for a while um if there's two keys that Fairfield need to do well against Stonehill, what would they be?
1: Well, I think the first and foremost is we can't overlook them. Um, mm-hmm. And I know our team won't, but they're they have a senior-laden team. Four of their five starters are seniors. They're very disciplined. They, they played Buffalo to six points yep. um, this week. So they're not to be taken lightly. Um, and I, I know our team won't, but... I think the big thing that advantages for us is that we have post players that can score in the paint. That I think will be a handful for them, as well as guards that can get feet in paint. Um, and that's kind of how Buffalo ended up getting over the hump against them, was their guards getting downhill and getting feet in paint. So, I think that's a huge key for us. But they're a very disciplined team. They've got shooters, um, you know, all around the guard spot. So I think our guards need to really um, pressure them and bother them. But but they they certainly um, are very disciplined. They've they've you know done a really good job defensively on their first three opponents. So. Um, We got to share the ball and play the play the way that we know we can be successful.
0: Is it one of those that it's a little bit of the almost unknown? Because we talked about a lot of teams that Fairfield played last year. You mentioned Brown was one of the early games last year. Yale Fairfield played them last year. Stonehill, you can only really go off video right now. Is that one of those that it's more focusing about what Fairfield can control and not really worrying about so much what the other team can, you know, what they need to do?
2: I mean, I think it's 50-50, but in terms of what we can control, I mean, the turnovers like we discussed, I mean, those are things that we can control. I mean, we can kind of control making shots, but I feel like if we focus on, you know, turning the ball over less, um, it could be a good game on Friday.
0: And then, obviously, you say one day at a time, Mm -hmm. but because this podcast will be covering (laughs) both of the home games on the weekend, we have to talk about them. Mm -hmm. Michigan, Mm -hmm. 2-0 at the time of recording. It was an Elite Eight team from a year ago. They obviously did graduate one player that's doing her thing in the WNBA, Nas Hellman, but Leah Brown, she's mm-hmm. back. Maddie Nolan, back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Layla Feelings back. Emily Kaiser's mm-hmm. back. So <laughs> this is one of those for Fairfield. It's a great opportunity mm-hmm. in a number of different capacities. What does Fairfield need to do, especially coming off a game against another Big Ten team, mm-hmm. to establish their presence early on?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that uh, I, I appreciate that, that this team's not scared of anybody. Yep. Um, and I think the, the thing for us is eventually we want to become a team and a program that competes at this level, um, whether it's when you go to the NCAA tournament. So it's a great test for us to be ready for uh, for those moments. But um, I think that Michigan's a team that they know their identity. They've, they know who they are. They've always been really good at pounding into the paint, um, whether they have Nas Hillman on the court or not. Um, I mean, Leah Brown does a great job of getting to the paint. Um, and a great score all around. So I think for us, we've talked a lot about not, you know, not not, not allowing teams to score in the paint. Um, and it'll be a great test for us to do that because they're they're elite at that. They truly are. Um, and then and then rebounding, we've talked about that all year as well. And that's where they're really good. Um, and I think the cool thing for us is we've shown that we can play with a Big Ten opponent. And now it's time to be consistent, you know, from start to finish. In that we we played for two quarters, I thought against Penn State, and now it's try to, time to try and put together more of a complete game.
0: For you as a player, Callie, against big opponents, um, obviously the occasion is in and of itself, but how do you stay in the right mentality knowing that it's just another team, just another opponent, everything else, you can control what you can control?
2: Well, no, I, I love games like these, you know, okay. playing big opponents because we have nothing to lose. You know, Michigan, Michigan has something yeah. to lose here, but I would say our biggest focus going to this game will be just staying locked in. I mean, we can't be distracted by the ring ceremony or the fans or just the brand new arena itself. And we have to focus on, you know, winning the game.
0: How much did you take away from a game like a Penn State, a game like Texas a a season ago where you're playing against these big schools that you see on TV all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, it's, as I said, it's another opponent. But yes, there's an occasion for it. But it's not like we're Fairfield just showing up to participate. This is a game that both teams can win on a given day.
2: Well, like we discussed before, uh, one thing you can't do against big teams is start off slow. Sure. Yeah. Once you start off slow against a team like that, they're just going to run you through the ground there. So I think you know coming in, you know, with a strong mentality and just you know playing hard the whole forty minutes will you know make us stay there with uh, Michigan.
0: Awesome. So now with going on, moving to um, a little bit away from basketball, but staying with basketball, it's funny, Carly, how we there's always something happening doesn't really matter what time of the season there's things that are happening we just announced a new recruiting class yes yes. so let's um these are the new stags the new well we won't see them this year but they will be new stags this is your first recruiting class as well so um Megan Carly and Caitlin coming in um what were you looking for in this first recruiting class and what did you gain out of the three
1: yeah we're um first of all i want to shout out my my staff they've done an awesome job starting with um erica brown as our recruiting coordinator she's just done an awesome job of of identifying you know some some uh you know, talent and young women that fit what we want to do both on and off the court. So, uh, all three of these, these women that we've signed are, are great culture kids. They're going to be exactly, you know, who we want to, to continue to build around our team. And and we've got a great group of women here and it's really important that anybody we bring into this, this group fits our, our women, um, and and then they also obviously can play. Mm. <laughs> We're very excited about that. Um, and we wanted to, to bring in, continue to bring in versatility at different positions. Um, they are all capable scorers in different ways. Um, I love that both Katie and Megan are are really pro, you know prolific shooters um, and can continue to help stretch the floor for us um, and, and add that to our game. Uh, we want to be a team that that can shoot eventually, you know, one through four, one through five, and both of them add that. Um, Katie's a really dynamic kind of scoring combo guard that she she can kind of pick up um, the slack when, when Nellie or Mimi sub out because she can get up and guard people full court. Um, she can she can score from just over half court from her three. Um, Megan brings uh, you know versatility kind of at that forward spot that she can be be a true stretch four, um, but is really athletic and agile can guard multiple positions. Um, and then Carly is just a, a really dynamic post player. She she can play inside she can play outside she can get to the rim she's got really good footwork. So they all uh, you know bring an ability to score in different ways um, and play kind of at the speed that we want to play as well.
0: When you were looking, obviously you know you're getting. Notes and tape and everything from a million different recruits. Yeah. When you and your staff are looking to see what makes someone stand out and that someone could be a Fairfield stag, mm-hmm. what are some of the key qualities? Because I know there's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of people that are listening. Like, mm-hmm. whether it's to come here, whether it's to go yeah. somewhere else, there obviously has to be qualities within any athlete what are some of the things that you and your staff look for that really meshes well with this program yeah. where this program wants to be
1: yeah well i'm I'm glad you asked that because we actually we didn't offer a single um high school player until we saw them in person because mm-hmm. you know put basketball aside for a second we wanted to see um, how they interact with their teammates, how they react to coaching, how they react to adversity. You can't. You you mentioned kind of game film and highlights. You can't see that yeah. um, in those. So we 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 saw all of them with our own eyes before we offered, and they were great teammates. They played incredibly hard. They love the game. They they play the right way, and they do it the right way. So we we evaluate that, to be honest, as much as um the basketball side of things um and then as we built this one thing we've talked a lot about is we want to recruit shooters again we yeah. mentioned that like if you are not a you know a really good uh, consistent shooter then you've got to be elite in something else and in um so that was kind of something going in. We knew we, we needed to continue to kind of replace somebody like a Lou who can shoot the ball, a Sam that could shoot the ball, um, a Rachel that can shoot at a high percentage. So um, that was a, a huge thing for us as is, is shooters and versatility. Um, and then, you know, we want to be a, a good defensive team that can play fast. So those two kind of come into that as well as far as being able to, to play at a high pace, to be um, athletic and agile defensively. Um, and, and those three kind of all fit that mold.
0: It's funny, and this is the last bit that I'm going to bring on in the recruiting class because we talked about game film for a second. This is the first year in a while that coaches have been allowed to go back and recruit on the Mm -hmm. road because of the pandemic. It's been only looking at film for you, someone that recruited in the past and obviously still do, but that was your main role up in Minnesota. How much was it just nice to be back watching kids in action as Uh, opposed to trying to figure out. And obviously you can see enough on film. You can talk to the athletes, but it's different just having that face to face conversation.
1: Yeah, no, it was great. It was so, it was refreshing to be back in a gym hearing you know the how they talk how they communicate with their teammates um and it, and you need that especially taking over a new program i don't envy any uh, you know, coaches that became head coaches during the COVID time because it's so hard to know. It's so important who you bring into your program and the type of person that you do. So, um, you're limited in how much you know research and and um, homework you could do on on recruits at that time.
0: Most definitely. Well, we cannot wait to see those three, <laughs> Megan. The
1: the, will, the the Stag fans will love them.
0: Yeah, and how can't? <laughs> are we going to see them at any point during the season?
1: They will be at. They'll be at a couple. Actually, they'll all three be at one of the two uh, games this weekend.
0: Love so. that. Love that. Well, hey, we can't wait to see all three of those uh in action well their last season's in high school and can't wait to see him on campus this uh next season but um well i was going to say that's going to do it (laughs) we do have to discuss one not so small elephant in the room but uh we did chat about this before we talked and there has been some news that's happened within the family in terms (laughs) of coaching um mike is uh retiring as a head coach of the mystics now going to be the gm still within the game Mm -hmm. Eric is now the head coach after being on the sidelines as an assistant for the past decade. I'm, the the mood in the <laughs> camp, I know, is good. Um, is it a little going to be different um, seeing the the little change, little tweak?
1: It I mean obviously it's it's going to be very different just from a day to day standpoint for what what they each do in their roles. Um, Eric Eric has you know stepped in and coached several games over sure. the last couple of years due to COVID and some family things. So. Um, You know, he's more than ready. Uh, He's I I joke, but he's one of he's probably the smartest coach in the family. Um, So he's he's going to do a great job. And um, my dad, you know, remaining as a GM will be great. He's he's great at identifying talent, um, developing talent um, as far as bringing in the right people for the system. And so that's that's what great general general managers do. But yeah, you know, the, the the talk at the dinner table will still be basketball.
0: <laughs> okay, nothing changes there. Yep, <laughs> love to see that, Carly. Thanks so much for uh, doing this as always, um, and Callie, as well, who stepped away. But uh, looking forward to seeing the first couple games at home and seeing you guys in action yes. in person.
1: Come out and watch; it'll be fun.
0: Cannot wait. Make sure, of course, to stay with us on our social media platforms at Stags WB Ball on Twitter, at Fairfield WBB on i and Instagram, StagSportsNet on Twitter. As we said, get your tickets because they're going fast. Fairfieldstags.com is where you want to go to get those. And if you cannot make it, ESPN Plus for both home games against Stonehill on Friday the 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern then 2 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, November the 20th against Michigan. So for everyone here, I'm JJ Duke signing off. Until next time, go Stags. The Fast Break podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags women's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.